To the manuscript. I'm Juliana May, and in this podcast, we're passionate about writing and technology. Every couple of weeks, we talk to people making a difference in the intersection of writing and the development of technology products, covering technical and UX writing, product development, art and design, content strategy, and anywhere else there's someone thinking about content in digital products and the tech industry. If you are new here, Welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. And I bet you've noticed that we have a new intro song. Oh, I personally think it's very cool. It transmits our futuristic and modern vibe along with a Brazilian twist that I really like. In fact, we released a thread on Twitter interviewing Daniel and André, our sound mixers, about the process of creating this new tune. So go check that out. We are starting a brand new season and we also have brand new Twitter content to give a full experience for everyone listening and some more behind the scenes details. And we'll be hopefully posting episodes every week or so, so we can finish 2021 together listening to more stories about tech and writing. So welcome to season two of The Manuscript. And today we're very excited because we are taking a trip to India. So me being from Brazil and everything, I really think it's important to have this multicultural perspective on tech writing because most of the content is usually produced in Western Europe and the United States, which is great. We have great content being produced there and we have had people from those regions on the show before to listen to what they have to say but also to have that plurality of, of perspectives and to understand what are the challenges and opportunities of technical writing in other areas is really cool <laughs> and it's something that I want to do more from now on so if you're a tech writer from a different country and are just going on with your business and actually want to talk about it, send us an email at themanuscriptpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. This is actually how I met Sneha, who will be our guest on the show today. She's a tech writer from India and also a listener for The Manuscript. So, hey, Sneha, how are you doing? Hi, Juliana. I'm good. How are you? Super great. Sneha, can you please tell me how to pronounce your last name, just to make sure that I'm saying it correctly? Sure, it's Sridharan. It's Sneha Sridharan. Sridharan. Yes. Is that cool? Yes. All right. Basically, this episode, we're going to talk about Sneha's career and how she got into tech writing. Then we're going to talk about how tech writing is happening in India and its particularities. And we're going to close things off by asking some thoughts about tech writing in general and some really hot topics that have been discussed in our area. Cool. So without further ado, let's start. So 
first of all, Sneha, can you please introduce yourself and share with our listeners a little bit about your path? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I'm Sneha Sridharan. I'm a technical writer based in India and I'm 24 years old. Uh, I live in a, a city called Chennai in India and I'm a computer science graduate. I have uh, three years of professional experience. I graduated in the year of uh, 2018. So, uh, a little bit about my career, I started off in customer support. I worked in my first company as a customer support executive for about uh, three to four months. And then I moved to a, a role uh, as a full-time as a full-time writer in an edtech startup. And then I found this wonderful uh, career path called technical writing. And then uh, for now I'm about uh, two years into this field. Yeah, that's my career in a nutshell. And as I, as Juliana said, I'm a big fan of the Manuscript Podcast. <laughs> and uh, as uh, as uh, pandemic started here, we had a lot of time in hand. And I wanted to just try all the tech writing podcasts and try if I can use that to learn more about technical writing. And Manuscript was the first podcast that I stumbled upon. And I've been a fan of this podcast ever since. Sneha. I told you this before we started recording, but <laughs> we don't usually get that ready fan mail. So your email to me just really made my day and it was super glad to have that connection and actually know that there are people out there listening to what we talk about here on the show. <laughs> so really Great. thankful for that. I'm glad that I sent out that email. I never thought I would get any response actually, but yeah, that email actually created our friendship. So I'm, I'm thankful for sending that email. Yeah, I actually refresh the manuscripts email page like on a regular basis mm -hmm. just to make sure that I'm not missing out any emails. Uh, so Great. don't worry about that. If you listening to us want to send us an email, I will promise that I will answer you and we will start a friendship overseas just like me and Sneha have been doing. Yes. <laughs> All right. But going back to tech writing, um, I really want to dive a bit deeper into that discovery, that leap from customer service to tech writing. So how, how did that happen exactly? Was there a position open in the company and you just thought of trying that out? How, how did it go? Sure. Uh, so uh, when I joined my first company, I was still a college graduate. I was just interning at that uh, company. And I was uh, so uh, fortunate that I was given opportunities to try different tasks and be, parts of, be a part of different teams. So I was just trying, uh, testing and trying every uh, job or every task that I could get just to figure out what uh, I like the most and where in to, to figure out in which direction my career should be in and that's when I got the opportunity to create a guide for our partners. Actually it's a point of sale software and I got the opportunity to create a complete guide for our partner and I, I actually really liked doing that and I, and I thought I wanted to do this full time. So at that time they did not have a, a opening for documentarian there so I had to move to an edtech startup as a full time writer. Uh, so and in that edtech startup it was not uh, it the the role was more pivoted towards research than towards writing so and then finally i found this uh, found tech writing uh, and uh, it was actually a perfect combination of uh, technology and writing my two big interests and it was a great uh, combination of these two and i was really happy to find it so i moved to tech writing 
Awesome. That sounds like uh, something that I see in the Brazilian market quite often. We had people here interviewed in the show previously that moved from customer support roles and dove deep into tech writing. So it's cool to know that we have that thing in common, even though we're miles and miles uh, away. Actually, kilometers and kilometers away, because in Brazil we say kilometers. Yes. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Um, you have a background in computer science, like you said, which is kind of rare for Brazilian tech writers. On the other hand, usually people come from either journalism or any different area, really. So in the team where I work, um, there's me from business administration, but we have people from uh, library studies and also international relations and engineering, mechatronics engineering, electrical engineering. Um, so it's quite a diverse background. But you come from computer science. How 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 does that happen? Is is this a thing in India, or how how does that help in your day to day? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a thing in India, but he, he, yeah, here, e even here, technical writers are from really different backgrounds. As you said, there are people from journalism, there are people from literature, there are even people from a commerce backgrounds working as technical writers. And even here, computer science, finding computer science graduates as technical writers is quite rare. I think I'm one of those. And, uh, and it, to answer your question it does help a lot and knowing that uh, basics of uh, computers and uh, understanding the basics of computers so the, the software development really helps you understand your developers better and uh, as you know the main thing to create a good documentation is understanding the concept that you're documenting well and another pillar will be uh, understanding your users so understanding the technical concept better will become will be much easier if you're from a computer science background but again if you're even if you're from a different background it totally depends on your skills to you know understand complicated technical concepts that's very true we all have something to chip in on our day-to-day -day as tech writers our background yes and talking a little bit more about your career as well, on previous experiences, you have written corporate video scripts and recorded how-to guides for features. Can you tell us a little bit about those projects? Yeah, sure. Uh, so as I mentioned previously, I was just an intern when I joined my first firm and uh, and I was working mainly as part of the customer support team. Uh, so that uh, at that point in time, the company was going through a a kind of a transformation they they initially had online help which is actually uh, the help pages but they wanted to move to a you know video library kind of support and um, uh, when i joined they just had phone and email support but they wanted to move to a, a more digital form of support they wanted to have a live chat button and move uh, allow all their customers to get support from that live chat button and they wanted to build a bot where the the robot itself gives them the relevant videos that could help them so i was really fortunate to be part of that project right from inception till its release and and to see the reaction of customers when you force them to move from one form of support to another so yeah it was really uh, very uh, interesting and i got to learn a lot more about uh, you know customer support and how how they handle users and uh, and all that yeah 
that's such a, a hot topic for our area, like how videos interact with our written content. I'm actually planning on doing an entire episode dedicated to that topic, so I won't dive so deep into this conversation right now, but thank you so much for sharing your insights. That was a really cool project. Yes. But I'm also curious to know more about your day-to-day it's pretty much like any tech writer. Uh, there are many uh, phases a technical document document goes through before it gets published. So my day involves uh, a little bit of drafting new documents, a little bit of uh, peer reviewing the uh, existing documents that uh, my peers have shared, or interviewing the uh, developers or the product managers. It's a little bit of everything and also depends upon the uh, release cycles and the, the priorities. So, yeah, and apart from this, uh, along with technical writing, technical writing, I think I've seen this more in India that there is uh, less differentiation between technical writing and uh, developer relations. In most of the companies, technical writers also take care of uh, developer relations. It's the same in my firm as well. So we also take care of uh, developer engagement, like uh, creating uh, podcasts, creating webinars and you know, uh, finding out different ways to engage our developers. That pretty much sounds like my day of work. (laughs) So it's really cool to hear. (laughs) We are entering a new section in our episode. And this section actually came from our previous conversation that we had where we didn't record anything, but I was really curious to really understand what were the differences between tech writing in Brazil and tech writing in India, if the challenges that I faced in hiring new tech writers or establishing processes were the same ones that Sneha faced. So we're kind of bringing those questions that we had on our friendly chat into this episode to really talk about, so basically, how are things going on in tech writing business uh, over there. So Sneha, tell us, what's the usual profile of an Indian tech writer? You said that computer science is not really that common, that you have uh, journalists, but what's their background or area of expertise in most cases? I think the, in most of the cases, uh, I've seen many people from journalism moving into tech writing. And I've seen people with uh, literature background uh, moving into tech writing a lot. Yeah, These two are more common. Uh, I don't know if it's true uh, with respect to India, but as far as I've seen, it, people from uh, journalism and literature moving to the tech writing space a lot. Yeah. And honestly, I think... Uh, in academic background is uh, is not very uh, important when it comes to tech writing and i i read this in a blog uh, i'm not sure if i'm uh, quoting it correctly but i'll just paraphrase it for you uh, it's that for a technical writer there is really no traditional academic or work background that is necessary uh, what is important is that you can write clearly and then you can interpret code and you can uh, learn complicated technical concepts through a combination of uh, doing research yourself or asking the correct questions and extracting the information from the SME 
Yeah, that's very true. We have had John uh, Paz, who is a tech writer at Menlo and previously worked for Atlassian here on the show. And it was really interesting to see his perspective on that as well, because he he doesn't come from a technical background, but he sees it as like a superpower. So being a non-techie, as he calls it, actually works out on his day to day. And reading Christopher Gale's and the Splunk team's book, uh, The Product is Docs, this is something that they also mention in the chapter about uh, hiring, is that they look for more like soft skills in tech writers as opposed to really focusing on technical backgrounds. So it's cool to see that trend, um, which brings more accessibility to the field at the end of the day, because we're opening doors to the technology world to people who aren't exactly used to technology, which is great. Yes. Cool. So how do you learn how to become tech writers? Is there a university course or any format of of, of formal education pathways, or is it more learning by doing? I would vote for learning by doing because I myself, I am from a technical background and I did not have any idea about technical writing when I joined as a technical writer in my firm. And pretty much whatever I know about uh, technical writing is the one that I learned on the job. And uh, uh, But there are many courses available, uh, like diploma courses, certificate courses in different universities like um, Arizona State and Oregon University and all that. Uh, and you can you can always learn from uh, the digital learning platforms like Coursera and Udemy, but there is no formal uh, course or university degree that you can do for uh, to become a technical writer. There is uh, one called Master of Science in Technical Communication. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I feel that we face the same thing here in Brazil as well. Um, we do not have a course on technical communications on most universities and people just land in the area and just learn as they go through uh, online courses or blogs, podcasts, etc. Yeah, no matter how much you get to learn from the uh, university course that you do, it, it is not comparable to the knowledge that you can gain by actually taking up technical writing tasks and publishing documents. Very true. Thanks for sharing that. Um, but I'm also curious, is there a local market for tech writing or do tech writers uh, work remotely for foreign companies there? Um, yeah, there is a lot of local market for technical writing and, uh, and I would say it's equal. Uh, and there are a lot of opportunities in India itself. And there are uh, many Indians who work repo- remotely for foreign companies. Yeah, so it is very difficult to find a technical writer, actually. So I would say the demand is more and the supply is less when it comes to India. Yes, we have exactly the same thing here in Brazil. So my feeling is that companies have awakened to the importance of tech writing for like two years ago. So now there's this race to get tech writers who have experience on the market, but On the other hand, uh, there aren't as many tech writers available with that experience that they require. So we're in the midst of a real um, awakening of the Brazilian tech writing market and gaining traction and more and more companies hiring. And so there's lots of opportunities like within Brazil, which is really cool. Um, 
What are some challenges you notice for the area's development in India? And on the other hand, what are the advantages compared to other countries that you see? So uh, challenges in, in technical writing, I would say, is um, yeah, finding the right people, right people for the job is actually very difficult uh, because most of them who have a technical background uh, choose to be in more technical roles, roles like development or, or testing or automation and things like that. And people with more uh, with good communication skills move, uh, I mean, gravitate towards uh, the roles that have more scope for writing such as copywriting or ux writing or things like that so it is really difficult to find technical writers who have equal amounts of passion for technology as well as uh, writing and uh, uh, and it has become actually even more difficult to find people uh, because of the pandemic and uh, uh, and you know moving towards the remote culture has become very difficult and um, and also it is uh, it is very difficult to assess the uh, skills that is that is required like you cannot ask a, a, a technical writer to be uh, tech savvy enough to actually build an application and uh, you cannot ask them to you know write a whole uh, guide as well you cannot ask them to spend like 5 6 hours to mm-hmm. uh, write a complete guide so assessing uh, the technical writers or the candidates that come in is also difficult and like because of that it is very difficult to find people as well that is very true and uh since you mentioned hiring do you feel that there are any mm-hmm challenges or particularities when hiring tech writers besides uh, those that you just discussed. So to give an example, here in in Brazil, we have to teach our candidates what tech writing is. Like this is not uh, such an established career that people uh, actively engage with our uh, hiring spots. We have to recruit people or the ones who actually land on our job opportunities aren't necessarily aware of what is tech writing, what is their day-to-day. So there's lots of educating uh, this audience that will be future tech writers about what it is and telling them exactly what are the day-to-day processes uh, so that they understand if that's something that they will have affinity with if that if that's something that they will like doing in the first place so it's it's kind of tough yeah it's the same situation here as well uh, because uh, you ca- you cannot expect uh, always to as as i said the demand is more and the supply of good technical writers is less so uh, you cannot expect always to hire people who are actually you know uh, experienced in uh, this field and uh, and mostly when they come in uh, actually just like me we will have to start educating them about technical writing from scratch and it it is always a learning curve of about uh, six to six months to uh, nine months, and to actually uh, you know complete complete that learning curve and actually start contributing to to the uh, team's tasks and all that. So it takes that much time to actually hire someone and then educate them and train them and make them or what? How do I put this? Um, enable them to be a valuable asset to the team. 
Yeah, yeah, we we feel the same way. <laughs> um, but something that is really helping out in this this movement of awareness towards our area is the tech writing community here in Brazil that was just uh, kind of mm. accelerated last year between Breno, our former co-host of the show, Mari and Jess, who are Brazilian tech writers as well. So we kind of mm. got together and started calling other tech writers from all over Brazil so we could learn with each other and produce content in Portuguese, which didn't happen previously. And that kind of uh, ignited a really cool movement in the area here in Brazil, um, which is also contributing to making the market more aware of the importance of the tech writer's role and and all other like uh, consequences that we didn't even see that are now a part of, of this, the birth of this community. <laughs> do you have something similar in India? Do you have like a tech writing community there? Um, do you know other professionals in the field? Uh, do you produce content in your native languages, uh, promote webinars or events? Uh, or do you mostly consume what's being produced in other countries? Yeah, uh, we do have a tech writing community here. It's called Tech Writers Tribe. And uh, it was started... Mm -hmm. uh, last year or i'm not sure of the date but it was it was started sometime last year just to create uh, awareness about uh, technical writing and uh, educate people about the practices and uh, and uh, and the different opportunities that we have in this field and uh, and we do not produce uh, uh, content in our native language because uh, india is really really huge and each state has its own language so it would be difficult mm -hmm. this this community is common for all the technical writers in india so we use we use you have english as your like common base language. language yeah so so that everyone will be able to understand and benefit from that so yeah but that's not a barrier because we just this week had a really cool discussion in the uh, brazilian tech writing community of how having all the technology contents basically being produced in English is a barrier to having more Brazilians engage with our profession because mm -hmm. English is not, uh, although depending on your your status or uh, social economic situation, of course, you're going to learn English, but that's not the case for most of the population. So that kind of is a barrier for other people to join this career. Um, but I guess that English is more equally taught in India, is that it? Yes, uh, most of them will be able to speak English and understand English. So uh, the language wouldn't be a, a bigger concern. So we started, we decided that we'll stick with English. Cool. Yeah, that's like a philosophical question that I sometimes <laughs> face myself because... Uh, I, I think a lot about how to contribute to the tech writing community here in Brazil and having an English language podcast is not exactly opening doors for people who aren't already familiarized with this language. But also mm -hmm. there's the catch of wanting to reach beyond the Brazilian borders and reaching other professionals all over the world who have so much to share. So, yeah. I, I sometimes yes. think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so.
So we're entering our episode's final section before the closing. So just wanted to throw around some thoughts on technical writing, starting with how do you see the adoption of docs as code in companies where you've worked at? Is this a topic that's been uh, discussed amongst uh, your colleagues from the tech writing tribe? Yes, docs as code is something still really very new in the tech, tech com space here in India. And people are really uh, still very confused with how to uh, what this approach is and how to implement it. And uh, even in my current firm, we are still, you know, uh, looking at ways to implement docs as code as part of our documentation. So it's, it's still very new and people are, as anything that is new that comes out, people are really reluctant about it because it, it, it totally changes how you produce documentation that right from the tools that you use to how you allow the documentation to be reviewed by the peers and the editors and, and to how the documentation will be published. So considering its impact, people are still very uh, reluctant about it. But I think, I think uh, Docs's code will will really grow and uh, it will become the norm in at least another. This is my personal opinion. It is in another five six years. I think Docs's code will be the norm of producing doc- technical documentation. Cool. For some companies, there are blurred lines between instructional design, tech writing, and customer support. Did that occur in your career in any way? Yes, a lot of times, actually, yeah, in here, there is at the end of the day, no matter what you do, whether you're designing an instruction or whether you're doing a documentation for a feature or a product, or you're in customer support, all you're trying to do is educate the user about something about a product or how to use a product. So I think that commonality is admissible, if that's the right word for it. I have seen a lot of, uh, like, as I said, I was working in customer support, but I was given an opportunity to write a guide for a partner and create how-to videos, create uh, uh, feature videos or product-related videos. So, yeah. Cool. And final question for this segment. What's the thing you find the most fun about a tech writer's career? Like, what do you like most about what we do? The most fun part would be uh, to learn new technology every single day and get paid for it. Yeah, that would be my favorite part. Yes, Uh, (laughs) this is the answer I give people. Yes, being a technical writer mostly is about learning new tech and having the ability to learn it really fast. So you get to learn cool stuff about technology and also get paid for it. So that that would be the most fun part about being a technical writer. Exactly. This is exactly how I feel. So we get paid to learn and that is amazing that there is like a whole industry of people who can do that. It's a really cool day today. And it's something that really motivates me at the end of our routines because like the actual day-to-day can be sometimes quite challenging. And I was wondering, what's the most challenging aspect for you? Uh, the most challenging aspect... Hmm. I would say deciding uh, deciding how much is too much uh, to put into a, a guide or something. So you can, this confusion of how, deciding how much is too much of how much goes into a, how much detailed your, your particular guide is can be solved up to some extent by doing a deep uh, user analysis. But I still find it as the most challenging part. Like if you leave out some information, there is a particular set of users that you're not addressing to. And if you give too much information, there is a 
part of users that might get bored because of that uh, extensive deta detailing. So I find this as the most challenging part of being a technical writer. Yeah, there's definitely a sweet spot of how deep we, we should go with our, our documentation. Uh, for me, I feel that the most difficult challenge, which is also something that really excites me on the other hand, because of, I don't know, my personality, is how we have to build bridges between other teams in order to do our jobs. Like, I feel that 50% of my work is building relationships and building bridges and keeping them well-founded so that we are trusted by developers and product managers and also get what we need from them on a daily basis. So that PR aspect of, of our our job is quite challenging. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort, but it's also really cool, especially if you like the people who you're working with. That is so true. I also, I oftentimes feel that uh, technical writing is more of a personality-driven uh, career or personality-driven job. You'll have to be able to create that kind of connection with the developers uh, like every single time you meet them in order to you know get the information that you need and also not irritate them and uh, like throw them off the track or something yeah yeah that's very cool do you want to bring up any other question or something that was on your mind with what we talked about i think we've covered everything all right so I feel that this episode, I also interviewed myself because I also answered some questions because I really wanted to get that perspective of how things are working, at least in Brazil. And it was such a rich experience for me, Sneha, to have this conversation with you. And I really enjoyed how we've connected through this show. It's like one of the unexpected opportunities or doors that open once you start a personal project which is really cool yes i would like to thank you for inviting me into this podcast and i really enjoyed having this conversation i did get a lot of uh, insights about how technical right is in brazil and thank you so much cool but although we have finished our questions about tech writing and tech writing in india and brazil we also have two questions left on our show, which is the question that we always ask our guests. So first of all, this is the moment where we ask our guests their thoughts on the future of their respective areas. So Sneha, what trends do you see for the future of tech writing in India since it's a themed episode? So there are quite a few, but uh, off the top of my head, as I said, Toxis code is something that is here to stay. And no matter how confused we are about this topic, about its implementation, I believe this is going to stay in the tech comms space for a very long time. And apart from that, yeah, technical writing is something that gets evolved with, through every passing year, right? From the tools that we use to produce documentation and publish documentation. So yeah, on the tool space, I think there will be a lot of uh, changes. These two are that I can pull off off the top of my head. Awesome. And final question. We have another block on our podcast, which is book recommendations. So if you're not aware, the manuscript has actually assembled a Goodreads bookshelf with all of our guests' book recommendations. So you can check that out on the show notes or on our website. But Sneha, what book is currently on your nightstand? What are you reading right now? And what book or article would you recommend to our listeners so they can learn more about tech writing? 
currently related to text writing i am reading this uh, book called everybody writes by anne handley and it's a really cool book uh, it is a good book for everyone who is trying to transition from technical writing to developer advocate kind of role or who is trying to move from the traditional tech writing space to a more marketing oriented writing space and i really like that book i've I've enjoyed it so far and uh, yeah the one book that i would like to recommend to everyone is uh, the every page is page one book actually i got to know about this book uh, through the manuscript podcast <gasps> really oh this is Thank amazing that. i was really <laughs> i was unaware of all the like i was i had absolutely no idea about technical writing and when i started when i tried to learn more about things i stumbled upon the manuscript podcast and the very first episode was the interview of uh, author of the book every page is page one mark baker yes mark baker. yeah it, it was our first episode i wasn't even interviewing people yet just working on the backstage it was just but it was a really cool episode though I loved that episode and then that's how I got to know about that book and uh, that is one book that I would recommend to every technical writer. Oh, there are tears in my eyes right now. You have no idea how glad this makes you feel. <laughs> Cuz I learned so much from these interviews, but it's I can't describe how happy this makes me to know that other people are also getting enriched by the topics that we talk here on the manuscript that's cool you're doing a great job juliana oh thank you <laughs> it's great to have that positive feedback especially on like personal projects who you pretty much are a volunteer and have to have like that discipline and clarity of why are you doing this cuz i have another job <laughs> but it's great it's great it's fueling me to keep going with our work I think this is it for our episode. How are you feeling? A bit tired, but yeah. How are you feeling? Exactly as I said, I'm so excited <laughs> that too. this happened and I'm ah, it's super glad. Thank you so much again, Ziha, for all of this. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for staying here. The show is written and produced by me. The music that you heard on today's episode is called Mughal Gardens and it's from Ramal Music. I'll add a link to all of this on our show notes and it was recommended by Sneha herself. Our new intro song is composed by André Josias and Daniel Simões and the transition sound effect is composed by Pedro Mesquita. The beatboxing that you see in our intro song was actually performed by a friend of mine, Cauê Pedrosa, who's a product marketing manager and has a podcast of his own. So if you speak Portuguese, go check out his show called Lança Produto. And this episode was edited by Pupila, Junior Enterprise from UNB, which you just heard on our last season's episode. If you like good stories, you'll like Pupila. Thanks to Lucas Costa and André Josias, members of Pupila, aka the heroes behind the curtains who edited what you just heard. And Honestly, thanks for sticking around. It means that you share our passion about technology and writing. And since that's a very specific scope, let's be honest, it would be great if you could spread the word about our show, share it with friends and colleagues who might also be interested in the topics we cover. 
You can also subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcasts or leave a nice review on Apple Podcasts. All of that really does help. Thank you.